We won again. This is good. But what is best in life? How about Wrong! I would summon the demon more ferocious than all in hell! Wrong! They will gain more sense. Wrong! Hold on! What is best in life? Crush your enemy, see them driven before you, and let a lamentation of your women. That is the... Contemplate this on the tree of woe. Howdy, 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 and welcome to another episode of Garage Gamer, folks. This is Dave Beck with you, and we're here talking about the USA Warhammer Fantasy Masters. I'm here with my good friend Jerry Parsley. Jerry, welcome back to Garage Gamer. Hey, Dave. Appreciate uh, you having me on again. Oh, my pleasure. So, last time we talked, we had the, uh, the frame set up and the different regions set up, and... Um, Every region was figuring out how to choose its players. Uh, so where are we at? Well, um, Dave, I'm happy to report we are on schedule. Uh, I think when we last met, it was July, and yep. uh, we were we were uh, basically hashing out the rule set that all the major regions uh, for fantasy players in the U.S. could accept because we're all radically different. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, I know. You guys can be as wrong as you want to be. We're okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I'm not trying uh, to be a jerk right off the bat. So. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. I'm, my wife tells me I'm wrong all the time, brother. Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think the uh, Northeast guys, we were on hiatus because they went to the ETC. Uh, they got back, um, and uh, I think we're still on schedule. And, Dave, we got a rule set we think uh, everyone's happy with. All the regions approved it. Um, and if you don't mind, I'd like to go through some of the rule set before we release it to the public uh, this weekend on War Gamers USA. Sure, let's do it. It's uh, guys, Garage Gamer exclusive. So <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, to answer a lot of questions that were on the internet, the uh, event itself is going to be on the 22nd and 23rd of February 2014. It's going to be located at Atomic Empire, which is a huge gaming center in uh, Durham, North Carolina. Well, the, all the regions are pitching in for extras for the event, and what we're starting with first are the 10 members from each region will get a, a T representing their region and okay. their different colors. Like, uh, I think uh, the southeast is uh, black, and the northeast is like navy blue, and, and so on and so forth, that uh, we hope to have um, regional photos uh, with all the teams uh, and uh, basically really uh, record this uh, historic event. It's without a doubt in uh, my mind, and I've been playing probably grand tournaments since 98, that this will probably be the strongest field ever assembled uh, in the United States. I mean, the list of names is pretty epic from the regions that have reported in their finalists. Okay. Um, the, qualif- the qualification period is not up with all the regions, but a lot of them uh, it is. Okay. But, uh, so, so going down the uh, rules pack, we'll start first with the army selection. Army selection, we're allowed to take any book um, from uh, Warhammer Fantasy Battle that GW produces and also the Chaos Dwarf book, but it's a Tamarcon book only. Okay. Um, so, yeah. so, the, so the 15 main books and Tamarcon, and that's yeah, so, just the Chaos Dwarf portion, yep, right? Yep, no, uh, no uh, Chaos Horde uh, 
combinations or whatever uh, is in the rest of the book. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's funny. Whatever's in the rest of the book. So many people just have that one section. It's like that's the only section they look at. Well, I tell you what, man. I've been playing Castle Wars. Castle Wars were my first army in 98, so it's funny I would say that, but, uh, you know, I love the little buggers. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's, it's most people. It's like the Tamarcon book, they've got it for, I mean, unless you really, oh, dude, unless yeah. you play Empire or you're looking to get those bloat toads for, for, uh, for your Chaos Army, um, it's pretty much that. Yeah, it's the Chaos Dwarf book. So, yeah, yeah, and I, tell, I mean that's a eighty dollar book for a, a army list, but I mean it's a really sweet book. It's well made and like oh, all yeah. Forge Wolf. Yeah. Um, okay, so off army selection, we're going into um, just some odds and ends that uh, the group as a whole agreed to. For models, we're allowing any non-GW models are allowed as long as they're a clear representation of what they're supposed to be replacing. Okay, um, so proxies. I can bring my mantic ghouls and my mantic zombies. And yeah, stuff like of that. course, of course. I, I mean, can bring them. Yeah, because I qualified. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, there's always next year, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so we've got uh, proxies as opposed to uh, models that are clearly converted for counts as purposes are uh, discouraged. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, I've had uh, – uh, some emails even ask to uh, substitute like other models for other armies at other events. Uh, you know, like uh, some guys. Can I bring uh, a Chaos War well, Shrine and count it as my uh, cannon? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or I was, was going to say I was going to say my uh, Cauldron of Blood because at least they're right, similar right. objects, but. Right. Okay. Well, it has to be somewhat clear, you know, because right. uh, that's the worst thing. When you get so many people from different parts of the states and they're all used to playing uh, their subset of what they enjoy in the hobby, uh, like uh, out of the Midwest, you guys are out of the book and really hobbyist. And then you get uh, – you don't know. You run into some dude from like Arizona. I mean – you know that might be a big deal for that person. So I think the easiest way to rectify this was to say, "Hey, it's got to be pretty clear of what's supposed to represent. Uh, no lizard men as, say, uh, empire halberdiers, please. You know, something like that." And I think that's pretty fair. No, yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Um, for all the units, the majority of the model must have the equipment they're representing. You know, so. Um, if you're having a handgunner unit, uh, it probably doesn't make too much sense to have bows. Now, if you have like <laughs> one bottle in the back, and I've done it myself where uh, I've lost a spearman at a GT, and I'll take a, like a, a dark elf, uh, one of those guys' bolt throw crew right. that's holding kind of like a bolt. And I'll just throw him in the back of the spear unit. And, and something like that, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Well, like, well, no, like I said, for another example, I know when I, when I had my uh – when I, I was running my VC list, and I had a bunch of skeletons. I needed more, and I was using my Mantic ones. And some of those come with the weapons already molded in their hands. Yeah, So yeah, some exactly. of them were holding spears, and I'm like, I'll just put these guys in the back, and it's only the last two rows out of, like, six rows. So yeah. you can tell the majority is one thing, but... Okay. And, yeah. yeah, and I agree with you 100%. And the uh, other thing that was I was kind of hoping for, and I don't know... How heavily I will enforce this because, uh, well, I guess I can tell you I'm the uh, TO for the event, Alrighty. Uh, which kind of sucks because I did qualify. <laughs> Taking <laughs> but, one for uh, the team, you know, I guess you could call it, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, well, you know, we've got a, a, a real strong staff helping me run this. We've got like uh, tournament organizers from the Alamo. We have the ETC captain doing the rug, uh, the rules judging. We've got like a who's who of uh, organizers. So if it's a situation where I decide screw it, I want to play. You know, I, I'm sure <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we can figure it out. I mean, we're talking about just a 50 man field where everyone knows the rules really well. You yeah. know. So, um, but, you know, being here nor there, you know, this was kind of uh, my baby I've been putting together for the past three years. So, you know, we'll see how it takes us. Um, But, yeah, going back to the point, though, um, I'd like to see uh, some representation of models, uh, you know, as much as I like one. uh, And no offense to you, because I know you painted 200 skeletons or ghouls, but some guys will have like 20 skeletons and then there'll be a piece of paper with like, 15 more behind it you know that's you know not exactly this is supposed to be no. like a premier event that you know uh, there can't be any ambiguity and you may um, or may not be a hobbyist but this is i mean if if this is going to be what you're trying to make it which is a master's event the best of the best it better at least look decent you know it better yeah, yeah. exactly you want rep- to the- be a good representation of the hobby as well as the game Right, and 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 uh, any uh, of course every region has their uh, opinion of what makes a person make the masters. Like we actually have like overall built into it, and overall at every event has sportsmanship, painting, uh, other hobby elements. Whereas another region um, could just have highest battle. I mean, it's up it's up to the individual chairman, as you know. So um, yeah, all when, them whack players. Yeah, I got yeah. You, I got you. <laughs> so so when we're trying to co- when we're trying to collect everybody, it's we just we don't we don't want to leave any room for uh, error, you know. And uh, you know, even if you got beg, borrow, and uh, steal, or uh, worse comes to worse, actually have to paint the skeletons <laughs> that you're using. Let's go ahead and do it, you know, because that's that's what everyone wants to see. And uh, you know, and uh, and that's nothing- part of it is that you know it's going to be on YouTube, and people are going to be taking pictures and stuff. And I mean, exactly. I, I get exactly. people, like you said, I, dude, for two years I played in my basement with Christopher before, you know, before we, you know, knew anybody else who played around here. And mm-hmm. we were playing with all gray plastic, except for whatever we had time to paint. And when you're doing that in your basement with your buddy, that's one thing. But when you're, you know, it's it, when you're out trying to be, you know, some of the top, you know, the premier players and whatnot, then, I mean, you want to at least get a basic table standard. I mean, Right, and you know. I think that's just out of respect for the tournament, out of respect for your opponents. And, I mean, it's just like, uh, of course, I've never been, but you'll hear about the ETC, which is another huge premier event, and half the uh, half the uh, countries bring these really elaborate, well-painted armies, like the Italians, I heard, brought something really nice this past year. Right. And then you'll have... Uh, armies from other countries that literally i mean i'd be embarrassed to even put them on the field they're terrible you know (laughs) so and that's not everybody i mean and i understand it happens but at least let's make sure that there's no uh there's no room for confusion because you're only making uh the job harder for the judges and risking a disagreement with the player you're playing against and you know that doesn't help anybody well and and okay and that's part of it and like i said i mean we all agree that we should at least have a, a basic table standard. It might not be beautiful, but I think the other part of it is, especially like for me, when I would play against Christopher with his dark elves, okay, right. they all look the same when they're gray plastic. 
when they're gray plastic, I cannot tell the difference between the execution. Now, now the newer models, I'll have a better time with. Oh, yeah, at least they're when they're painted, I mean, granted, they're all purple and black and silver, but like their weapons kind of stand out. I can tell the difference. But when I'm just looking at across the table four feet away from a bunch of gray plastic, I really, I mean, and maybe I'm just old and have bad eyesight, but I have trouble telling the difference from one unit to the next. I mean, it's yeah, just... Yeah, unless they have a missile weapon or something, right? Exactly. If they're all... You know, you got these guys with swords and these guys with swords. Now, the spears are different, but, you know... Yeah. Are, well, that's... Well, I mean, in dwarfs, I love my dwarfs, but God bless America. I would, you know, if I was all gray plastic, well, these are the long beards. Yeah, they These all are the warriors. The yeah, they're dwarfs. <laughs> they all look the same. I mean, it's... They're all short. I mean, I love that army, and everybody knows I do, but let's face it, especially with all the... Uh, the Skull Pass models out there, mm-hmm. they're all just really short, like, one-piece models. And, um, I, you know, I mean, it's, I, I would never even think to go to a table without having my warriors and my long beards and stuff really clearly defined because otherwise, hell, I'd forget who is who. They all look well, the same. And I well, like at least the if there's any room for um, – and, and I'll tell you a perfect example. Like at Brawler Bash this year, Eric Lindley, the old host of uh, Brohammer. Oh, yeah. He was, he was playing uh, one of my club mates at the table behind us. And uh, beside his – I guess he was running his Slanesh Demons and uh, his fiends. Mr. Slanesh Demon yeah. player. <laughs> Sorry. His, his Slanesh Demons transformed into uh, what the, the, the new hotness, the uh, Nurgle guys, this Beast and Nurgle, right? Oh. But he had a little tiny index card that said Beast and Nurgle right beside it just because he didn't have time to put it together. And I would rather see him have a painted model out there. Now, obviously, in something like the Masters, if you're using Beast and Nurgle, buy some Beast and Nurgle or make it look like <laughs> – don't use Fiends of Slanesh. <laughs> Uh, but what I'm saying is he went uh, – and he, he realized what it would look like and he didn't want to confuse his opponents and being a fair guy he is, he went ahead and uh, did that uh, on his own violation. You know what yeah. I mean? Now, so, now but for the Masters though, that, that ain't flying. I mean I'm nothing against uh, Eric yeah. but you're not going to put – right. yeah. no, no lizard men as handgunners please. You know? Okay. Just, you know, make sure, and they can be non-GW, but just make sure that it's a clear representation of what they're supposed to be rocking out as. All right. Okay, so uh, models aside, going into the restrictions, um, we implemented a couple uh, list building restrictions, um, and this was a, a, a this and the composition we chose were probably the two most hotly contested uh, topics. Because you have heavy comped environments like the Northeast that play a lot of ETC and go across the pond and do all that other stuff. And then you play uh, – Those seventh ed hipsters. I know them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait. Got, okay. You, let me stop. Got, Hold on uh, one second. The, okay. I know I keep joking about people who like comp and I keep – okay. I'm from the Midwest. It's my show. I'm a little biased. I'm just. I'm not. For, I'm not saying this to you, Jerry. I'm saying this to the listeners who might be <laughs> listening who don't normally listen to my show. Uh, because maybe they, you know, they're not as fluff gamey. Maybe they listen to other shows. Maybe they don't listen to a lot of shows at all. But I'm, I'm it's good natured ribbing. I'm not yes, trying to yes. be a jerk here. But you know, I am gonna, I'm gonna, I'm a little biased towards the Midwest opinion. So if I make and, a few and, jokes, and I, don't get bent out of shape, people. You know, yeah. don't be just emailing me and emailing Jerry, being like, "What do you got this jackhole doing the show for?" Because just garage hammer. He's not a serious gamer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I won a no, tournament but, this but, summer. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to, to that point, yes. Uh, you know, um, there's there's certain uh, regions of the country that play 
completely opposite Warhammer. And you come from a region, and there's another region that uh, you guys are just the opposite on everything. And it was showed through the voting and showed on everything. If there's, if I could say, Kevin, your representative would vote one way, I was damn sure going to know that the other representative was voting the complete opposite. And then it was up to the other three regions to help get a middle ground. Would that region rhyme with uh, Northeast by any chance? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, but but you know what? It's like the the hey, you know uh, everybody plays different. Right. That's I think in an email I put out, it was like uh, the left and the right of. Uh, I think this is when the government shutdown was happening, and we were going through. Uh, and I, you were on the email because you're an advisor, and yep. I was like, guys, we've got to do a better job than say uh, our government. You yep. know what I mean? No, I remember and, reading that. <laughs> so fortunately, we're 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 on schedule. I've got the timeline here. We're going to go through it all and we'll zip through it. So um, on so, restrictions, okay. So we got something that all the regions could accept. Um, the only list there's a couple list building restrictions, but um, even the guys who play more out of the box, uh, like the Midwest, and some guys who don't have really hard restrictions, like the West Coast and even the Southeast, found that these were fine. Um, first one is uh, we're not doing any special named characters. Before they were allowed, but uh, since that chick emerged from the High Elf book, and uh, she's crazy. Uh, Which the, one? Uh, Ever, the Ever Queen. Really? Yeah, I, yeah. I, nobody's played her around here, so oh, I haven't dude, seen her on the field. I encourage them to tell them to put in a unit of fifty white lines with magic resistance and throw that chick in there. If you don't leadership bomber off the table by beating them by one and having doom and darkness on them, you're not losing. You know, it's um, really? anyway. She's yeah. Well, and, and the reason don't tell why Chris you that I'm tired of losing to his dark to his high elves. You should borrow his high elves, <laughs> use that model, and then play him. See how he likes them apples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, so so what I'm saying is, and that that rule, the no special name characters, only occurred because of something else that we'll get to, and okay. that's directly related to something else. Okay. Um, another restriction is folding fortresses banned because it um, doesn't encourage like uh, active participating gaming. Like having a dwarf gun line is fine. If your strategy – like Gary Luther qualified. He plays dwarves. If he brings dwarves and he blasts people off the table, that's fine because they know when they get to him, they'll fight. But having folding fortress of like 200 high off archers who don't want to fight, you know, that's something else. Ah, you know? I got so, you. So we, that, that's easy and not no one really complained because to be honest with you, a lot of the top players don't take it anyway because that's just planning to fight. That's playing not to win or not to lose more right. so the win. Um, so, of course, the uh, revised Dorado from the Power Scroll will be used at White Dwarf. Right. Um, we're using the max of 12 power or dispel dice from any source, including Warpstone tokens, Magic Mushrooms, and Channeling. Just 12 dice. That's all you get. Um, and here is something that's directly related kind of to the question, Real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt. Is that That's not where you roll for each spell, is it? When they the cast the spell, mushroom? they roll and get the – they could get the, the – uh, I'm, not, I'm not too familiar with the Orc and Goblin book. Uh, I'll just, just edit that out. It, I'll let right, it fly. Right. Okay. <laughs> but it's just any any other way to uh, get power dice. Um, you know, so, yeah, basically, you know, if you roll uh, my- 12 and you, you have a power stone, you can't use the power stone that turn because that would bring you to 14. Okay, here's my well, other question. Let's say I'm one of those players who can steal other people's dice. During the magic phase, like like the, you know, the dwarves have that thing. I could take one. Somebody else has it too. I could take one of yours, put it into mine. Let's yeah. say I've already got twelve. 
I if can't... you got 12 dispel dice, then I c- congratulations. Well, I mean, you know dwarves can do that kind of stuff. You can take guys that get extra dice. But let's say I'm up to, I've got all these things and I'm up to 12 uh, for somehow or whichever, however way it works. Um, and it says I can steal yours. Now, I can't use it, but I can still take it away from you, right? right? You, you okay. can take it away. You can prohibit them from using them. You just can't use them yourself. Okay. So if you roll boxcars... Uh, in typical Warhammer, it doesn't matter if you channel it or not, right? Right. Yeah, so exactly. this, we're just we're just applying that across the board. That's it. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. And this uh, this next one is similar to the special name characters. It was all kind of collected because uh, something else we decided. Um, character models get lookout sirs against final change mutation and dwellers below, um, and any other spells that don't target the character specifically, but mainly just those two, um, like. Uh, like uh, Dreaded 13th uh, does not allow a lookout, sir, and a Purple Sun, you already get one. Same with Pit of Shades because you're in a unit and it's template weapon, you know? Okay. And uh, you only get two lookout, sirs, per unit. Um, that's something we took from the ETC, so it avoids uh, Death Stars. And the reason why this was implemented was because in the voting, um, a very hotly contested uh, topic was should – Units reduced below 25% um, give up half their victory points. And in the end, it was voted no, three to two. So you have to kill the entire unit to get any victory points. Right. So if you, if you imagine uh, you, you stick those guys in there with uh, you know a, a special or named character that makes the unit freaking ignoring Warhammer, and you just roll them up there, I mean, it doesn't matter how much you kill their army. Uh, you're not, if they have 1,800 points you know, in one unit, it's, it's, you can't break that unit. It makes it really, really right. difficult. So, so that's why those are all kind of combined. Now, when they it go- says a maximum of two lookout sirs per unit, that's not just against these spells. If I've got three guys in a unit and you know, the unit gets knocked down to the last few models, and so you've got to sort of, you know, how you got to split up for shooting when it's no, no longer no, random? It, it just applies to these two. And the rules oh, package okay. says that the character models get lookout stirs against Final Transmutation and Dwellers Below, and then in quotes it says it spells that don't target characters specifically. Okay. Um, yeah, so you so can the still limit have multiple lookout stirs. lookout stirs in a unit is only against these spells. It's right, not, yeah. Okay. If, if someone's shooting like 10 cannons at you, you can lookout sir all day long, like Matrix. Okay. But uh, you know, <laughs> but if well, I was if, thinking, like I said, more along the line of not individual shots, but like let's say you've got a unit of like twenty or thirty, you know, elves are shooting at me, and I've got three characters and only and my command unit left, so it well, doesn't you, just uh, go to, assign them one to each, like you typically would in the rules, right? Right. So, but then I, then I would get more than my two lookout sirs because yeah. that's a normal attack. Okay. Okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. so this is strictly between – this is uh, basically – so if I throw five vampires in the Black Knight bus because we don't give up ha- – well, that's a bad example because they don't break. Okay, if you put ten characters in the White Lion Horde with the special character, right? Right. And people are trying to take it out with dwellers because you can't fight it, right? And you right. can't use magic because magic resistance is like a two. Right. So you have no way to get rid of it. You're just playing not to lose. You can now use Dwellers because only two of their characters get lookout sirs. The other eight characters are basically characteristic test or dead. Okay. And, and, and that was specifically in there to kind of break up the Death Stars because – and that was kind of like give and take. You know, like no, I got you. The, the, the uh, Midwest, I can tell you, are very strong about not giving up half points. They like to play it out of the book. And uh, this was basically uh, what uh, they gave back the – uh, the northeast, kind of like uh, meeting in the middle. Okay. 
Um, okay, so the next thing we got uh, hills and buildings will block line of sight. Um, so hills that, are infinitely high again. Yes, and again, it's something where the players, and I can't stress this enough, before the game, go ahead and say what is what, and like uh, buildings will sometimes be set on these, um, you know, little trays, or they'll have like little outcroppings. Like some people would use the building themselves, other people use the edge of the whatever it's sitting on. Okay. Just get that clear before the game starts. You shouldn't have any problems. And um, the final one is no mysterious train rules are in effect. So at all, all forests are just forests. All rivers yeah. are just rivers. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of people didn't like um, that just because at an event that has the best of the best. Uh, you don't want to get unlucky. You stroll into a river and it eats your unit. <laughs> and then you're like, whoops. Them's so the breaks. The, yeah, that's them's the breaks. I love the um, random. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, okay, um, going with right. that, uh, we uh, go to Armulus and um, we decided uh, almost unanimously to use the Swedish comp uh, rule set. Now, okay. the, the Swedish comp rule set... Um, there's a couple variants of it. Um, there's the, uh, the the I guess I would call the um, the modern version, which is a point multiplier system. Meaning, if I have a 14 comp and you have an 8 comp, uh, for every point above you in comp, like so 6 in this instance, I would start the game with 600 points. So if you beat me 1,000 points to 800, actuality, I was up on you by 400. See what I mean? It, now, is, because, that, is that the one where you you guys are no, using? No, okay. that's not the one we're using. <laughs> well, great. We, we actually we, well, I was just I was, I was going to go through <laughs> the differences. We uh, that was the one we play tested through the West Coast qualifier that they talked about on West Coast Hammer Time. Okay, right, and uh, that's the one that they were kind of confused on, and um, it's it's. I was against it, even though I don't have a vote, but uh, I'll put my feelings out there. I was against it. Uh, partially because it requires the armies to be within a certain region to really work, um, you know, okay. uh, 14 to 8. And uh, I'm libertarian when it comes to Warhammer. If you own the models, you should be able to take the models. Like going back to Relian, uh last time we talked, if dude wants to take, uh, you know, double A-bombs, whatever he wants, take it. You know what I mean? Right. Take whatever you want, and that's when we're using the second comp. The second comp version is also Swedish comp, but it's kind of like the predecessor. It's derived from the old Warhammer Player Society in the early 2000s. And what that does is that you calculate the same way as Swedish Rules Pack, okay. and it gives you a comp score. And we just add that score as your sixth game. So if I have a comp... 18 list and you have a comp 5 list and you score 80 battle points and I score 70 battle points, we add our comp to our battle points and that's where we are. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a real simple. So that allows the guys, it gives a couple avenues of attack. We've been playing with a comp similar to that in the southeast for a while. So some guys could take the strategy of, let me build a soft list like comp 20. Basically, you got to think, if you have a 20 and uh, like uh, Chris Yu has a 5, You've got a fifteen, you got uh, you know a ten point advantage over him, and you got fifty. You can effectively say you got fifteen points in game six, and he only had five. You know what I mean? And one strategy is to try to mitigate loss and stay above those really nasty lists. And uh, some people who bring like comp one or comp zero, they almost they they can smash just about any other list out there if if all players being equal. But they have to smash them. If they get one draw, that's wrap. You know they're done. 
because is, they, okay, because I was actually I mean this is the this is the first time hearing for how this rules breaks down, and I was actually more of a fan of uh, sort of the other way, which well actually I think the one the one that I heard was you split the difference and whatever that difference is that's that's what you get for um, your breakdown. So right, if, right. If, well, well, you that, said with your fourteen we, eight, there's six. So if the yeah, game you, ends up you know a thirteen seven. Uh, I was the one on the lower end, so it winds up being like a thirteen ten. So I'll get half the difference, you know. Right? Yeah, and, and that's a, another version of it. Um, uh, what uh, through testing, um, through testing, uh, a lot. Like, and the funny thing is, um, when it comes to this comp system, mm-hmm. uh, the guys on the forefront of it are the uh, northeast guys because. They have a lot of uh, integration with the European tournaments. Right. Uh, they go to the ETC. So they're very uh, continental in some of their thoughts. Whereas uh, the most of the country, we haven't gone to the ETC. We right. A lot of the guys like the Southeast, a lot of our rules packs here are still derived from the Baltimore Grand Tournaments that Games Workshop ran. Like uh, Southern Assault, the tournament I run, I still have the, the quiz, and that's – the word for word pulled out of a, like a 1999, 2000 grand tournament pack. Um, and same thing in California, they don't do the same thing, but they do the win loss draw. They don't even do the 20 nil over there. Right. So, uh, uh, so, um, uh, d- basically everyone evolved differently. And the one that made most sense to the majority of the regions was something that was easier for their player base to understand. And that's what we discovered after testing it at the West coast qualifiers. And, uh, when it went back up to vote it was voted for one, of course. So <laughs> for one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and, and, and nothing's wrong with that. It's just, like I said, it's a matter of exposure. That's all it is. Now you've played it. I mean, does it really? I mean, it just it almost sounds. It works. It, it does works. work. Okay. It, well, okay. I'll give you an example. We had an event here uh, a month ago, or not even a month ago, three weeks ago. Grail Quest, right? We had. Uh, I think it started out with sixty-eight, but I think sixty-two showed or something, and we were using effectively this rules pack. Um, and uh, first placed, uh, it, it's kind of skewed because it was a six-game event, and um, when you have a longer event, it gives more opportunities for the low comp armies to catch up, right? Okay, right. Because when the Warhammer Player Society back in England, uh, this was even before the Warhammer Forum was created. It was called the Warhammer Player Society Forum. You know, this rule pack that they came out with, it was structured after five games, right? Right. So um, by having that sixth game allows the lower comp armies to have an extra game to get more points. And that will basically thin out uh, the the bonuses you took for taking a softer list. So first place, we actually had a comp zero list. You just rocked up with zero, didn't lose a game, got first place. Um, second place was a uh, comp eight, as was uh, second place was comp eight, and it was a Warriors of Chaos army. Um, so first place was Demon uh, Nurgle Wall, and then it was um, a Warriors of Chaos army, and then third place was a twelve. Okay. And then uh, one of my club mates, uh, uh, once bitten from YouTube, he was fourth place, and he had an eight. He had a, like an Empire Light Coven. And then I got fifth place, and I had a 14 comp. Um, and then if you ran out the top ten, uh, it's, uh, we, we, we hashed over those numbers on the organizing forum. We hashed out the, the results we got from uh, the West Coast qualifier and uh, – at the end of the day, it looks like the average comp of the top 10 was around a 10. So that just 
perfectly illustrates zero that. comp still won. Right. But okay. you have to consider he won, but you have to add in painting and, you know, everything else, sports. Okay. Uh, you know, this is an event, if you, if you rule out the sixth game, right? Right. If you rule out the sixth game and it's just battle plus your comp, if you take a zero comp army, you have a max, you know, you, you have to get, you know, good victory points every time. Because if someone does equally well and you don't even play him, it might be out of your control. It's like the NFL. This guy could be playing in a different bracket and oh, he just keeps true. winning. He keeps winning and he has like a 15 comp. Well, it doesn't matter. You have to 20 nil because if you don't, if you have one guy, like for example, with my comp 14, I ran into some matchups. I ran into a, a comp four Dark Elf list, Mind Razor, Un, Mind Razor, Death, you know, the Peg Lords that you can't kill, all that good stuff. Right. I was fortunate enough to beat him, but I was at comp 14. I had no level four. I had no, dis- you know, I, I, I had very few small units. Um, and, uh, Basically, uh, I knew if things went sour, um, I could just get the ten, ten, or the twelve, and that would eliminate that comp four guy. He's done because he can't fall behind the the leaders, but so much. You know what I mean? Right. Um, if you got ten or twelve people, and they're in the lead pack that's leaving the other, say, sixty people behind, if you get a draw, you know, with a low comp, that's that's curtains for you. You know what I mean? Where someone okay. like with a 14 or 15 comp, you can get the, uh, you know, like I got 12-8. I lost my first game. I still got eight points out of it. I still ended up fifth. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that doesn't knock you out. You get eight points with comp zero. Well, now you're in some serious trouble. Now you have to 20 nil out. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so, like, I, I mean, I guess the proof will be in the pudding once we throw it up there. And like and I said, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to grill you or put you on a hot seat here. I'm just, oh, no, I'm no. asking about it because we, I've never played it. Not that I would be unwilling. In fact, I'll say this much: of all the comp systems I've seen out there, this is probably the one I would be most willing to go with, only because. I just, you know, I, I don't like the idea of people saying you can't bring this. Yeah, exactly. And I'm the same way. I, I am of the uh, belief and uh, I'm of the belief that if if someone spent the money for it, if uh, and, and a lot same thing regards to like uh, painting. A lot of guys don't like people playing professional painted armies. If you spend the money for it, I would rather see it on the table. Like if you want to bring two A-bombs two steam tanks bring them i want to see them on the table if you want to have a well-painted army bring it i don't want to look at gray plastic you know what i mean right. uh, i mean i'm i'm a hundred percent the players make the hobby for themselves and they should be allowed to do it period right right um and the only difference of this comp as opposed to more restrictive comp is all it's saying is sure you can take two steam tanks and three cannons but effectively the guys who are taking the lore master uh, and you know, spirit, uh, silver helm cav, or uh, you know, are taking like uh, Northern Sea Guard. You're just agreeing to give them a head start, and most people are okay with that. I mean, you take double grace here, a bomb, warp lightning cannons. You're cool if the guy with Lothurn Sea Guard has has a little advantage. You know, that's fine because right. you know you can probably make those points back. So that's why I like this this comp system. It it gives you a variety of uh, paths to victory. You can take the softer one. You can take the middle comp, so you can actually fight the lower comp and you know beat up the higher comp. It, it, and, it, and each region will come up with their own strategy. I mean, I, I have right. an idea of what some regions are already thinking, and and we'll see how it turns out. You know, there's only one way to find out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see it played. 
Okay, so um, we're going to prizes. What we're doing, of course, is a best overall, first through third, right? And uh, it's just cal- calculated simply on your battle points plus the comp score. That'll be your sixth game, right? So okay. it's first, second, third, however they're decided. Okay, and if the tiebreaker order will be basically head to head, and if there's no head to head, then we'll do like opponents, you know. And if that fails, then uh, We'll have to figure something out, but I've never seen it go past two tie breaks for overall. Um, we will be rewarding. Are you thinking this. of doing like a strength of schedule? Uh, not especially. I mean, if just you go against like opponents, then you can go against. Yeah, who, if we do who, like opponents, yeah, maybe comp. maybe we'll have who to play against it, the lowest comp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, just the lower. I mean, you know, it's it's strength of schedule is going or, you know, or maybe who took the, who who took the lower comp? I mean, if I get eighty. Battle points, and I have a two comp, and you take eighty battle points, and you have an eighteen comp. Um, you probably are the better general. We have the same battle. If we're exactly the same after five rounds in comp, you know, maybe the the yeah. third tiebreaker should be who has the higher comp because that basically tells you who did more with the worst list. There you go. Right, so there you go, David. That's the David uh, Watek rule. That's the third <laughs> tiebreaker. I'm pre- I'm putting it in. Great, great. I'm affecting okay, so stuff second I have and no third overall. Effect. I'm sorry. So second and third overall are uh, similar, uh, similarly ugh, uh, um, decided. Right. Uh, we are having best appearance, and best appearance is not calculated into the, the best overall. Uh, the best overall. We basically, we're, we're rewarding best painted because we don't want to see people just taking what they think they need to win at this hugely competitive event. You know what I mean? We still want right. it to be an example of United States Warhammer. We want to see great-looking armies if you've got them. And, uh, you know, at least if you don't have them, don't prime them one color at a three-color minimum. You know? Right. <laughs> just do something. Well, um, so- okay, but let's be honest. If you're going in there to, to – if, you, if you're only looking at best overall, then – Oh, they, they, putting yeah, in a best appearance doesn't, you know. Oh, wow, no, they that, have a best painted. Not, what do I care? Right. That's. I mean, and some guys might say that. But let's. Just, I mean, we're trying to give an incentive. Yeah. So if someone, if someone says, "Shoot, I'm out of best overall," well, I have good looking painted army too. Right. And the way we decide that, we, uh, I have uh, a staff from four regions of the country, like the ETC guy, okay. Keith, he's running from the Northeast. I've got John coming from Texas. And what we're doing is everybody who's on the organization staff, about seven of us, get three points. And anyone who lays their army out, we all say, okay, I like David's army, Jim's army, and so by his arm, some, so, so, so-and-so's army, right? And then we just – whoever has – the most of those at the end of it, you know, we don't consult okay. each other. We just pick three armies we think are look cool, you know, and uh, we we really like the feel of it, and uh, you know, really, you know, and for and whatever you put reason, it out there for the rest of the players to vote on the ones. Yeah, and, and the the players also, the players will also get um, uh, picks, and who the player the players can vote players' choice, and the players top three armies that the players pick so there's no one player's choice three armies will be the player's choice okay. so you get those three votes with the other 21 votes and you know that's the most whoever has the most at 24 basically okay you know um and that's second and third appearance as well and then uh the tiebreaker for that of course uh basically is head to head yep um okay and then the final word we have is best region and best region is a uh, combined total for uh, the lowest total. It's like a cr- uh, cross-country meet in high school. It's the lowest combined total for each of the regions. Um, so if you got a guy who finished first, fifth, and seventh, then, you know, 
you calculate that, and if I have a guy who finished 10th, 15th, and 30th, well, you have a lower score, so uh, you win the best region. And it just takes the five, the five lowest combined scores from your uh, team, from your regional team, right? Um, if two regions are tied for first, they, we add in the sixth and seventh player from each region. Oh, wait, wait I'm confused. Wait, hold up. So when we look at the, the five different regions, yeah. we're taking their, where they placed. We're is, taking their final placement. Okay. And we're taking their five lowest, or their five highest scoring players. So if I've got a guy who finishes first, second, and third, you know, so far those three guys have a combined score of six. Okay. And if you have one guy who finished Okay, lowest 10, combined total of, okay, I, you're oh, just adding the place. I was, it's, yep. I, I'm sorry. I, it no, like no you I, said. Didn't, I didn't explain it clear enough. That's <laughs> my bad. Like, the lowest, guys who place lowest are the best region. I thought it sounded like they were given a wooden spoon award. And I was like, yeah, okay. No, no, I'm, uh, no, that's me being a dummy. It's lowest combined total. <laughs> no, that's uh, just low, me being uh, yeah. thick. I didn't. Okay, I get it now. Yeah, low, lowest combined. Now, and you know what? Probably some other people probably didn't get it because I'm not the best at explaining stuff. So you know. So uh, yeah, add up all where you placed. Add all those together. And right. The and lowest the both, total means that you placed the, the highest. Okay, I see what right. you got. I got right. you. So if you have, if one region has three dudes in the top ten, it's going to be pretty hard to beat those guys. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then if there's two regions tied, we add the sixth and seventh player as the tiebreaker. Um, you know. So uh, after that, uh, pretty much um, we only have one other thing we're doing um, uh, for battle points. Battle points, we're looking at um, the traditional 20-nil system, but rather than using the 150-point breaks – Meaning 1,500 points you need a uh, massacre. We're, we're upping you go it. 200 points a piece. Yeah, so you need 200. So the massacre, you need 2,000 points over your opponent. We upped it to make it harder to just outright slaughter people. So you can think of this as a bone towards the higher comp guys, too. You know what I mean? Um, right. You don't necessarily uh, want to marsh your, you know, sea guard into the teeth of some skull crushers. It won't work out well. So uh, that's what we're doing for battle points. The the margins are just a little bit higher, um, and that will affect stuff. And for pairings, pairings we uh, are doing just two small things. We're at, actually, for the very first round, we're matching players by their army composition score. Okay. So that's another final thing towards to kind of balance out that concern you had with the zero comp. Because guess what? If you have the zero comp guy and the zero comp guy plays the zero comp guy round one, well, one of them is basically out of the tournament unless they 20 know everybody else after that. See what I'm saying? Right. Uh, or if you take a higher comp, uh, you can lose like I did the first round. I've got no problem losing. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> so, uh, you can get smashed. Like, you know, get your eight points or your six points, but you still have that fourteen comp to back out on and uh, try to recover. So there's different opportunities and different choices you can make in constructing your list to try to find what works best to capture overall. Okay. Um, and then of course, each region is given inter-regional immunity for the first two rounds. Um, so uh, kind of like clubber immunity at some local GTs. So the first, two, yeah, first two rounds, you won't play anyone from your own team? Your own region, because we're technically it's every man for himself. Oh, okay, but right. We, what region. we want to do is we want to we want to we want the players to know each other, you know. And so, for so long, we've all been our own little islands. If all these guys. Uh, can't play anyone they know. They're playing guys from across the country. Maybe build up some friendships, some relationships. That only helps uh, the community as a whole, you know. Sure. And uh, you know, and that's and that's part of the region. And another part of the reason is um, 
two guys don't want to fly from California just to meet first two rounds. That sucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah, once you um, get past that, you can't help it. you got to go by where their ranking is. But, uh, yeah, the first couple rounds. Yeah, well, I mean, exactly. At the end of the day, if uh, if you're two best friends from, say, the Northeast, and you guys are the only ones on max points at round three, I'm sorry, but, you know, what? maybe you guys are the best two in traditional Swiss comp. I guess you're playing, you know, because at the end of the day, I don't care if you're best friends or if you're enemies, you're here to be the best. It's here to crown right. the overall champion of the entire country. You know no, what I mean? I, so, I totally get you. Yeah. Um, and, was, yeah, uh, I was at Adepticon, and I think one of the, the first or second round one time I got paired up against Grant. And this is not when he beat me in 26 minutes. That was totally different. But yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Come on, dude. I play with this guy every freaking day. Can I Can you just – we all at the same points. Can I shift one table over or something? I got, so I, I understand that feeling. Yeah. Um, for sportsmanship, uh, we're not giving any points for sportsmanship like Acon or anything. We're just doing a binary pass-fail um, because uh, we understand that there's regional differences. Um, everyone's allowed one bad game vote. And this also keeps away any complaints sure. about people saying, oh, look, these guys yeah. are all marking this guy down to help well, their buddy. Well, I mean, I'm not – no, you're right, and that's happened in the past. I think it was called chipmunking. It happened in the early 2000s in uh, the GW-run GTs. And um, basically when we asked the guys to do sportsmanship, it, if you give them a one, if it was a standard tournament game, we had fared, we resolved everything peacefully, it was a good game. And two, if our personalities didn't mesh, I'd never want to play this guy again. And that's fine because the vast differences between the regions are going to create some sort of misunderstandings on how the game is supposed to be played. You know what I mean? So right. everyone's allowed to get one bad game vote. But if you get more than one, then the judges are going to interview your uh, opponents and see what's happening. And if it's determined that maybe you get uh, some friends just marking someone down to, for whatever, we'll just nullify all those together too. So we're just, like I said, we're not going to try to hamstring anyone with yeah. anything well, ridiculous. It even says in here that if you're going to give them the bad game vote, you guys are going to ask them why. I mean, even yeah, if it's, exactly. I mean, no I matter what, expect, if you're going to put a bad game vote, you don't expect to get too many of them. I, I don't expect to hopefully not get, get any. any. I mean, right. everyone should be coming in here bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, because this is the first event of its sort. It's the strongest field ever assembled in uh, U.S. soil. Um, so they should feel honored to be here, and hopefully everyone has their game face on, but at the same time, represent their region and their community. I don't want, you know, I wouldn't want to come from the southeast and be a prick. Uh, you know, then we right. all look like pricks, you know? Exactly. Um, okay, so scenarios. We uh, have just three scenarios, and two of them are pretty much the same. There's uh, game one will be a battle line, and there's no special scenarios, just battle line out of the rule book. Uh, game two will be blood and glory, and basically it's the same rules out of the rule book. The only difference is you play the full six turns, and the first opponent to break gets 600 victory points onto his total. And if the second player breaks his opponent after he's already gotten broken, uh, you know, he gets 200. So he can claw some of those points back, you know. And uh, basically, that's the second scenario. And then the third scenario is another battle line scenario. You have three small objectives on the battlefield. One of them is in the center of the board, and the other two are on the center line as well, but only eight inches away from the short table edges. Um, and this one is, uh, this will be game three. Right, and okay. the, the units are not allowed to march or charge over these objectives to claim them. They can only use normal movement. Also, flyers and characters can't pick them up, so you can't run around with your, you know, uh, chaos BSB on demon steed and go snatch this thing up with your one-up armor. Okay. Um, basically, 
a unit may control more than one objective, and you lose the objective if you're destroyed by any means. So if you're outside of close combat and you're destroyed, you put the unit on the ground, but otherwise you treat it like a banner. So if you can run them down, you collect the banner and you collect the objective. If you're shot to death or used magic no, to you death... You don't even have to run them down, though, because if it's like a banner, if they break and run, yeah, yeah, you, you get just it. pick it up. Okay. I, 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 where, where the... the I guess what I should probably said where the objective is dropped is like if if they're shot or used magic and you know you've got a unit of dark riders rocking out with them hiding behind a hill or uh, running across a forest and they get zapped they they drop it where they stand you know where the bodies fall um, and uh, basically at the end of that each objective you have is three hundred victory points for a total of nine hundred you know so if you are getting your butt kicked. You get all the objectives and run. You claw nine hundred points back, um, you know. And then we go ladder formation. So the fourth game is blood and glory again, and then the fifth game is battle line again. And um, the blood and glory, I, I, that's you know, that's one you can play. Um, it's going to make sure that people are putting banners in and trying to take a little bit more of a balanced list again, right? And, and that, but it's not. Oh, right. you broke, you lost. Yeah, that's something I liked because. Um, in tournaments that don't have a lot of scenarios, you run into the min-max thing. And I, I think even the UK is starting to add scenarios back since, uh, you know, uh, Ben Curry brought it back from Akon or whatever. And right. um, Battle Line, that's when you run to those min-max chariot horde armies of Warriors of Chaos. You run into, you know, just armies like with one main unit and allowing um, – Blood and Glory to be involved in two scenarios rather than just one will give the guys uh, different army building options, composition and stuff. So that's pretty right. neat. And like I said, but you also get the option to – you get points for it. It's not you broke, you lose. It's exactly. You broke, yeah, that, I get a bonus because I broke you, but I don't automatically yeah. win. I mean we've all seen the horror stories. I saw a guy in a tournament in South Carolina, uh, you know, <laughs> a Screaming Skull catapult landed on like, you know, some one-up armor knights and he failed a bank check and – you know, that was game. I mean, it would have been game regardless anyway because his main unit ran off the board. But uh, not only that, it was 100% game because the rules of the scenario said, hey, game over, stop now. Well, that happened, what, uh, Acon 2011. That was yeah, the, first, yeah, the a- first eighth edition big tournament, and people didn't pay attention and didn't – well, some people just didn't bring any banners. Yeah, that was they were a, still running seventh that list, and they were automatically a, out. But Scooter then. Scooter's brother who did that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. We were talking about that at Nova this year. It's funny stuff. Um, okay, so uh, all this is kind of wrapped in, and with this rules pack when it's released on Wargamers USA, we are uh, sending out um, an FAQ for the Masters. Um, again, we got a, a collection of guys, not the chairman committee, not who. Uh, came up to you know calculate how the regions are determined stuff like that but we actually set up a rules committee okay. and um, the guy who headed this committee his name is ben mitchell he uh uh, came from Reno and played a lot on the West Coast. So he knows Hygel and knows a lot of the Leadership 2 guys. And then he uh, relocated to Tennessee, so now he plays in the Southeast. But uh, down here, we I call him Benny Rulebook. The dude knows the rules like left, right, and center. And, um, you know, a lot of us are established tournament players, but uh, he won't hesitate to call you out if you forget something or uh, something happens. I mean, he knows his stuff. So what we did for this rule set is we, we gave him a team of uh, some other uh, – guys that are pretty known to be well in the rules and stuff. And we uh, let them take a look at the uh, GW FAQs. And then we, of course, used those and we implemented 
some of the ETC FAQs. And then, of course, we added in uh, the Swedish comp even has their own little comp. And we, we combined the three of these and came up with a document that should cover every scenario. Um, and I encourage the guys to pick it up and look at it. Now, obviously, the more hobby guys right. – uh, that's just, I mean, it's just words upon words upon words. But like the more competitive guys, the guys who this event, uh, they anticipate being at this event, if they have a question, um, they, they probably want to find out and it's probably in the FAQ we released. Like, for example, I play Chaos Dwarfs. Uh, we have the Chalice of Darkness that um, <laughs> in the rule book, it says you can use it any time. But if you scroll down into this FAQ part, um, you can uh, look it up. And the rules that we've set for it will only be uh, – it will only be allowed to be used like when you're dispelling a Remains in Play spell. You know, So it can't interrupt somebody casting a spell. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, that, and, that's uh... – <laughs> It sucks. I, it, it does. I mean, and I don't like to call out certain things because I think for the most part, especially with the newer books, they've managed to do away with stuff. But that thing is I, – I, I hated playing against it. And there's very few things I will complain about playing against. I mean, yeah. I know I bitch about ogres, but they just seem to be my bugbear. I just – my VC seem to lose to them a lot. But, yeah. Yeah, well, um, uh, but that and, damn and, thing – and I've I've – seen it used and i was playing against andrew ratman and he actually was really nice about it like when he didn't need to use it he didn't use it mm-hmm. he could have just oh that thing's i hate that thing it's terrible but i love it no, it's it's, I mean, it's great <laughs> it's but it, it I, mean, I think i think it's good stuff i don't think there's anybody even even the even the chaos dwarf players have to admit that thing could use to be toned down a bit and it would still be great Oh but yeah, it, it could yeah. be. It's, it's a little, it's a little OTT, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, when you when you looked at that, and then there's other stuff like, uh, you know, virtual pivots with random movement and stuff like that. Um, so if you have steam tanks or a bombs, like all that stuff is in here. Okay. There's a general section, and then there's one for each army. And I encourage guys to look at it, you know. And even if you don't agree with a hundred percent, keep in mind that this is a, a combination of uh, a lot of tournament players across the country we tried to be as fair as possible we voted on everything we uh you know with this was something that we could get the majority of the country to agree on so i'm a chaos Dwarf player and i say i want to use chalice of darkness whenever but if most of the country says hey jerry that's not a lot of fun and it's crap then maybe i should be like okay well you know what we're here to build a community that's fine. Let's play it like that, you know. And that's what it's really about. We're just trying to find a middle ground for everybody, and that's why we put out all these documents. Good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, with that, I guess um, the qualification period is almost up. We have uh, just a couple. Uh, I think the Northeast has Da Boys GT in Rochester at the end of the week before Thanksgiving. I think that okay. one's already sold out. Um, I know. Uh, the Midwest, your team has been selected. Uh, the Southeast, our team uh, was selected as of Grail Quest, and then we have our Southeast Masters here December 7th. Um, the West Coast, they had their qualifiers, so their team is set. I, I think the only ones we haven't heard reporting from was uh, John and the boys in Texas, but I know at the Alamo he ran uh, – uh, the same week as the Colonial. I know he uh, made an announcement and those TOs got together and uh, are going to be submitting a team here very soon. Yep. Um, so with the qualification period almost up, uh, you know, like I said, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure which events were put in for your region. Um, 
And I'd have to check with Kevin, but I think you guys just had Screw City, right? And I know Screw City is on the list, but I don't know if it were on the list for this year. Right. I'm not uh, certain because I, I, I thought that was after, like, we wanted – I thought the tournament date was later than what they wanted for the cutoff so we could determine the people. I thought that's why it wasn't on. I don't really know. I am Kevin's backup, and let's be honest, I am his backup in name only. I am here as a courtesy. I'm here to be I'm, – I'm here to put you up on the, on the Internet and on the show and promote – Promote this thing and get yeah, these people yeah. out here. And You're see the what media happens. arm. I You're am the media arm. Yes, I'm your I'm your podcast whore. That's what I am. That's yeah. <laughs> you know I like horse. Well, goodness. <laughs> great googly moogly. Okay, yeah. okay, all right. Um. Well, anyway, so. Uh... <laughs> oh, God. Hold on a second. I'm dying. Truth hurts. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. We just got a PG-13 rating. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, no, uh, and, and I know, uh, I know all the chairmen caught flack from the regions. I know Keith had to go over a couple things with his guys, um, you know, and uh, I, I, every chairman we selected was a very diplomatic because of that. I mean, you know, I know I had to go to for Kevin's back because Kevin got some, uh, you know, because you guys had some bad experiences in your region about the rankings HQ thing and making it ultra competitive. He went with that method, and and uh, I, I think. I think all the chairmen did a real good job, and uh, you know it was clear on the website on on War Gamers USA of uh, who could qualify and how. And um, well, I guess speaking of which, we'll talk about the update for uh, War Gamers USA that okay. just went yeah. up last week. Um, if you guys go on to War Gamers USA, that is the uh, form that the community as a whole is putting together for the United States Warhammer Fantasy Play uh, Warhammer Gaming. Um, it's it's kind of like our answer to Wargamers AU, where I stole the name, right? And it's kind of like uh, the Warhammer is for the UK. And uh, there's a section on the Masters on how to qualify for the Masters, and then there's general gaming for fantasy, and then there's regional forums. And if you go to any of these regional forums and you click on, say, the Midwest, your region, they'll come up uh, sub-forums for Every GT, every region with, uh, you know, like Bug Eater, right? Bug Eater's in the middle of Omaha or wherever in Nebraska. Right. Omaha's up there, you know? And kind of like you were saying, uh, when we imagined this back in July, you can, once this thing gets up and rolling after a year or two and it becomes widely used, if you're going to Omaha in business, you can look up the local gaming section, the one-day event section, uh, go to the Bug Eater thread if you're planning to go to that one. And that goes for every grand tournament in the country and we have all their websites up there and they have all the podcasts for every region up there we have discussion boards for pretty much everything and basically we're looking for a portal that will um tie in and unite the the masters and unite the community and unite the country because like i said in our uh, previous episode I mean, the guys, we don't even know each other. You know what I mean? I mean, right. we have vast differences between this. And when you see the other countries having masters and being united, I mean, we need some of that, you know? And, uh, I mean, heck, the Australians are united, and their country is just as big as ours. So, uh, you know, so exactly. we need to kind of form up like Voltron and uh, work together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Um, so, and, and I guess um, one other thing uh, – uh, just to kind of close it down, um, to give the, the, the listeners an idea of where we're going with this thing, right? We are um, basically releasing the rules pack this week, right? 
Right. Um, so they'll have the rules pack. They'll have the uh, FAQ doc. They'll have all that stuff that they can debate, do whatever. Right. The list of players participating should be released mid-December. And um, once that's released to us, um, we have to uh, work quick because by the end of January, the last week of January, lists are due a full one month before the event. And I'll tell you why. Um, basically, that gives you six weeks to play test, gives you six weeks to get with the other guys from your region, gives you gives the chairman six weeks to find a replacement if guys drop. Okay. But we need uh, the, the 10 guys that are definitively showing up and their list by the fourth week of uh, January. In uh, December, um, some of the guys in the Southeast were releasing this uh, YouTube uh, channel. Um, it will be kind of like a monthly news thing, um, kind of like a news program, more so than like a podcast. And uh, a couple of the episodes in early February, I'm going to get experts from around the country Right, and uh, with myself as host, we're going to go over and release the matchups for round one live, confirming their comp, and uh, we'll have uh, two panel panel discussion: one reading one list, the other one reading the other list, and we'll kind of go over predictions, stuff like that. Uh, maybe something like you'd see on ESPN or something, and we'll do uh, <laughs> three three episodes three or three episodes of eight matchups each. You know, we might uh, you know declare. Uh, predictions of who's going to win it and at the end of each show we'll reveal the army lists on the forum so basically anyone who's participating or anyone who's interested can tune in uh in early february they'll get the matchups as they're coming live they'll be able to check out who they're pitted against and uh basically we'll be rocking and rolling you know cool so it's, it's going to be some exciting stuff going on. Uh, we put a lot of work into it, and uh, with any kind of luck, uh, you know, this thing goes pretty smoothly. And uh, we've got even bigger ideas for next year. We've got, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to go too much into detail, but uh, we've got ways to tie in a lot of uh, um, expansions. Like we're looking to expand the number of regions to uh, six. Um, we're going to have a grinder so we can get um, you know up to 128 players in f- four 32-man brackets so, until four guys are standing, and it'll be like the uh, NCAA, you know, 64. So you have to play in the Friday night or the Friday day, and then those four guys make it to the Masters, and that's open to anybody. And it's going to be like 10 bucks. It's going to be super cheap to get in. We just want whoever wants to participate in this thing to do it. Um, and basically, I mean, you know, the, and all that stuff's on the drawing room floor, and that's effectively what we've got so far, um, I guess. And uh, for the most part, this stuff will be on the Internet, and uh, it's done. Now it's just the stuff behind the scenes that I've got to do, and you know how that turns out. It's just oh, yeah. paperwork. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. We've got everything here. Um, now, where is this going to be posted? What's the website? It's wargamersusa.com. Um, okay, so it's going to be on the Wargamers website. So yeah, Wargamers USA. It yep, it'll be. Uh, I haven't decided. I, I guess I'm just going to make a, a thread for it in the general form, or maybe I'll make a general section for the U.S. Masters subform. Basically, uh, because it's not just typical gaming; it's the rules pack for the Masters, and anyone can go ahead and get the first set of the rules. And uh, I, I don't think anything's going to be changing unless something uh, really crazy happens. And then, of course, that message will go out to everybody. So um, we're going to get that posted. So nothing's going to uh, change unless it changes. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, nothing, yeah, nothing's going to change. I mean, unless there's something that horrifically 
something with we something pops of. up yeah. that we didn't. Yeah, I mean, hey, yeah, you got you to I mean, allow like said, for got, that. We've got a lot of smart people working on this, and we've got a strong representation from all across the country trying to make this thing succeed. So, I'd be surprised if we miss something. But then again, you know, no one's perfect. Um, and then the FAQ will be up there too. Uh, it's a kind of a long document, but that's kind of what you would expect. You know, the typical fair play docs. You know, like. Uh, um, you know, like some of those charging tricks and some of the sketchball stuff you'll see at the uh, more competitive events. Um, and the ETC puts out a fair play doc, and this is very similar to that. So the guys would know kind of what to expect. And that will be up there too. And uh, aside from that, um, you can just kind of keep up with current news on the Twitter feed for the Masters. And uh, during the Masters, of course, we'll be tweeting what's going on, and uh, we'll move on to that later as we go down. But uh, that Twitter feed is at us underscore wfb underscore masters and um basically as stuff progress i mean you're on the twitter feed uh david so anytime we have votes and um you know i'm probably going to tweet that this interview just got done here in two seconds okay (laughs) you know yeah let's not rush um, (laughs) i mean okay is there i mean i think we covered everything yeah, uh, that's it, Dave. I think um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to discuss on the forums. Um, they can Twitter me if they've got questions. They can uh, contact their chairman if they're in regions. Uh, and for all the areas of the country that maybe are not included in the Masters because where you live, hit me up. We are expanding it. We want to be inclusive. We don't want to be exclusive. We oh. want everyone who wants to possibly play in this thing to have an avenue to get there. And I think that's the vision – for a united country that everyone has. And like I said, even maybe even North uh, North America at one point. I mean, Canadians out there, you guys want in on this? From what I can tell, you don't have a strong scene up there either, or United one anyway. Get involved. <laughs> Twitter me. You know. Yeah, you Canadians with we'll, we'll your weak Warhammer we'll, scene. We'll take some French Canadians. Why not? I mean, they're, oh, they're ETC teams in the UK send anyway. Send all your right? hate so, mail to Jerry yeah. <laughs> over at Wargamer USA. Yeah. They're, 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 they represent one of the many UK teams at the ETC, you know? So, yes. Okay, so here's my one last question, which I know we're trying to wrap up. Uh, are you going to have a copy of the Swedish comp up on the, on the uh, Wargamer USA as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So once that's up, let me know because if you get it, if it's up there, I can put a link to that directly to that in the show notes as well. And and, and speaking of that, of the last final thing with that, the only hiccup with that is um, that uh, any compact or any changes to that because that's a living document. Any changes thirty days before the tournament, we're using that one. So if dwarves come out the week before the tournament, it's almost too late to implement the dwarves. You know what I mean? They won't. They're yeah, gonna well, be later. I keep pushing yeah. them back on me. I okay, let's get. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm like Eeyore when you bring that stuff up. Don't do it. That's okay. I'll just throw myself in the river. So, <laughs> oh god. All right. So that was really stupid. But let's, uh, Jerry. Thank you for coming on. And uh, I appreciate it, David. If I there's mean... updates or anything like that, let me know. We can Absolutely. have you back on. Um, if it's not something that's going to need a, a, a whole Garage Gamer, you can always just pop in on Garage Hammer for 15 minutes or give people the updates and stuff like that. I think. Well, I think that's pretty much everything. I mean, uh, you're on the committee. You'll see a lot of the stuff as it comes through. I mean, uh, we talk on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I think 
of the population should have everything they need to participate in this event or to uh, kind of follow it. And uh, we'll just release updates as they come across and, you know, pay attention to the forums, the, the Twitter feed. And I think we're golden. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, so right. we'll, we'll reconvene after the event, maybe. <laughs> yes, excellent. Yeah, I'd like. I would not mind doing a recap. I know you're going to have the guys who can actually make it out there, and there's going to be other shows co- doing all the coverage. But especially, you're more than welcome to come back onto the show and do a recap and talk about what happened. Oh yeah, we'll just unless have to get you unless the guys from the Midwest don't win. And then yeah, well, then yeah. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll just have to get you out there next. Uh, get you out here next. Yeah, year. yeah. Traveling for me is just evil, but uh, eventually yeah. my kids will grow up and I will make them leave, and then I can go do this stuff. So yeah, that's when the wife locks you down. <laughs> yeah, right. That's not how it happens in my house. Oh, no, we'll see. That's we'll my wife see. Says, Listen, don't you have a game to go play or something like that? Yeah. So, yeah. all right, brother. All right, We're hey, good, take it man. easy, and folks. Um, Thanks for listening. We will be back uh, in a couple weeks with regular Garage Hammer and, of course, whenever necessary, some Garage Gamer. All right, Jerry, take it easy, brother. Living it up, it's a big kick, it's good for you. Living it up, it's a big kick, it's good for you. All right, right, let's do the yah now. I'm-